Hello, I'm Paul Evans, and welcome to Airing Pain, a programme brought to you by Pain Concern, the UK charity that provides information and support for those of us who live with pain. This edition is made possible by Pain Concern supporters and friends, and more information on fundraising efforts is available on our Just Giving page at painconcern.org.uk. If you can just change your thoughts, the way that you react to life, the way you say things, I can cope if I plan and pace myself. I can and will, therefore, be accomplishing something and I'll feel more positive. I will try an activity. And even if it's just a small success, give it a big tick. Because nothing, nothing on God's earth succeeds like success. Now, in the previous edition of Airing Pain, I featured the work of the charity Arthritis Care. And following up from that programme, I decided to look into their self-management challenging pain workshop. It's for people with any persistent pain condition, not just for those with arthritis. Now, self-management is key to you rather than the pain controlling your life. Rachel Gondway is the training services coordinator for Arthritis Care. Challenging Arthritis was the first self-management programme that was adopted in the United Kingdom and it was delivered by Arthritis Care. It was a programme that was um, developed in America, in Stanford University, and we brought the programme to England and it was very successful and the government recognised that and then they initiated then the expert patient programme to, to be developed within the NHS and the Department of Health um, as a means of self-management programmes for people living with long-term conditions. In the end, there were several organisations that started to run the generic programme, which Challenging Arthritis Run as Challenging Your Condition, otherwise known as the Expert Patient Programme, the Chronic Disease Self-Management Programme. And so all of those self-management providers in the end got together to write a quality assurance programme for the whole network of people delivering the programme, and that became known as Stepping Stones to Success. And later on, that grew and became a quality assurance framework for any, to help any organisation that wanted to start running these programmes. They would, they, we developed a framework that would enable these new organisations to start running it, the planning, the design, the management and the evaluation side of it. And that was called Stepping Stones to Quality. We're talking about programmes to help people with chronic pain conditions manage their conditions better. Obviously, Challenging Arthritis is for people with arthritis, and the other programme was um, Challenging Your Condition is for people with any long-term condition. But as a result of running these courses for a number of years, we felt that more and more people were asking specifically about pain, pain being a main problem that, that people face as a symptom. So as a result, we felt that we needed to actually develop a, a new product, a new programme, specifically to help people living with chronic pain. So again, it's a generic programme for people with any kind of pain, not just people with arthritis, although you, when you look at our statistics, most people do have arthritis as one of their comorbidities. They might have more other conditions as well, but um, arthritis, especially osteoarthritis, is one of the main conditions. So um, Challenging Pain is a self-management programme for people living with chronic pain, but it's run over two weeks, two and a half hours a week for two weeks. Rachel Gondway. So a few weeks ago, I took part in one of their Challenging Pain workshops in Cardiff. There were 17 of us, including myself, and whilst most had arthritis conditions, we had all experienced difficulties and issues familiar to anyone with persistent pain. 
The workshop leaders were Jill Davis and Herbie Rowley. I'm Jill. I work for Arthritis Care as a voluntary services supervisor. And that's my colleague Herbie. Herbie, yeah. So, what effect does pain have on your everyday life? Temperament. Temperament, right. It's actually your spelling today, Herbie, and me love. It's a pen, not me. <laughs> Thinking and concentration, yeah, we start to dwell on our own problems. It's quite easy to do and turn it in on yourself and <coughs> be sorry for ourselves. Emotions, yeah, changes your mood. You might be saying, why me? Why has this happened to me? What have I done to deserve this? Eating, it can affect your eating. You might not eat enough or too much, as in my case. Comfort eat. Can't get off to sleep. But if you do get to sleep, you disturb sleep because you wake up and you're in pain and you turn over. And if you're like me, you've got to take a trot to the bathroom as well and come back and you're well and truly awake by then, you know. And waking too early. And relationship, yeah, absolutely. With your family, your friends and your health professionals, you're not the same person, really. Whenever we run courses, the two main problems reported by people, whatever the condition, because we get people with all conditions, not just arthritis, are pain and fatigue. We always say to people, what about your condition causes you most problems in your day-to-day life? And that's the number one answer, is pain very closely followed by fatigue. Kirstine McDowell's another volunteer tutor with arthritis care. Now, what everybody with chronic pain really wants is for the pain to be taken away. So is this what the Challenging Pain Workshop's all about? I wish we could. I mean, that's what everybody wants, some magical medication or tip that will take the pain away. No, it's more about learning how to manage your pain and how to to minimise it. So, uh, yes, ideally you'll have a reduction in your pain, but no, we don't have the secret of making it go away completely. But I think it depends on your level of pain. You know, if your pain is 1 out of 10 and somebody said, I could take it down to 0.9, you'd say, can't be bothered. But if your pain is 9 and somebody said, I could help you get it down to 8.5, you'd be interested. So where do you start with people? I have to say, we start with where they are. You know, we get a complete mix on the courses. We get people from, you know, 17 or 18 right up to the 90s all ethnicities, just completely different people. So we have to start with where they are. And they have a mix of conditions. It's hard for me to think of a condition that I haven't at one point had somebody with. So we start with where they are. Have you been on a course as a participant yourself? Yes. Tell me about why you enrolled in the first place. I enrolled in the first place because I'm not anti-medication and I think with acute conditions medication is great but I think with long-term conditions sometimes you get to a point where the medication is causing as many problems as it's solving it's dealing with problems you had but it's creating new problems so I wanted to not be solely reliant on medication I wanted to explore other avenues especially as I was constantly being urged you know to by the medical professions to keep medication because of the side effects to an absolute minimum. Now, normally, without even thinking about it, we breathe in and out over 21,000 times a day. So I'm going to try and tell you how to do it. (laughs) When you've been doing it very successfully all these years. When we're in pain, 
our breathing tends to be inefficient. So we're going to look at really just how we can reap the benefits if we learn to improve the quality of our breathing. Conscious breathing, which is what I'm really going to talk about, can help us to untense our muscles. It can, that in itself can help us get off to sleep at night. And it can help us to release a lot of the tension that comes with pain. So, right, shoulders are dropped. I've got rid of the tension. I'm going to breathe in now, so I shan't be talking for a minute or two. All of our um, regional and national offices offer the programme. They're all run by people living with arthritis or chronic pain. So they're all people that have that real-life experience. And they're often the positive role models. That's what engages people a lot on the course, to see that there's people out there living with the same conditions, the same kind of symptoms, but getting on with their lives and being able to, to move forward. And that is a real boost for the participants. And often just getting together with other people in the room that are also suffering from the same kind of conditions and symptoms, that also helps people remove some of that isolation that they feel that they're the only one on their own and that nobody else understands what I'm going through. And there suddenly you're in a room of people that they do understand and people get so much out of this face-to-face intervention it's incredibly valuable you do talk to some of the tutors you know people that are living as well with arthritis and and pain how it changes their life to be able to see the change in others that they they'll have gone through the program themselves they'll have been participants on the course originally and they've got that confidence they want to give something back and they come on to be trained as a as a tutor as a volunteer and then they're, they're then giving back to, to other people. And so they get benefit then out of seeing others change through the programme. It's a really effective growth. So that's what self-management is all about. When we have a long-term painful condition, we tend to do two common things. One, we avoid doing the things which we think will make our pain feel worse. And two... We do more on days when we feel better, on our good days, and then less on those bad, painful days. During this session, we're going to look at setting goals, working towards them, and taking control. If we avoid doing things which we think will make our pain feel worse, and we do more on good days and less on bad days, who's in control? We aren't, are we? we're being dictated to. The whole aim of goal setting is to take that control back for ourselves. Because remember, we can only change what we can control. The first thing is, we need to set our plan as towards something that we really want to do. If it doesn't involve inspiring activities, then we're probably not going to succeed. But it's got to be achievable. Can it be broken down, you ask yourself, into small, realistic steps? It's important, actually, to know just how achieving your goal is going to help you in your general life living. Is it going to give you health benefits, increased confidence? Well, if you succeed, success breeds success. That's why it's so important that it's achievable. It's why it's so important that there are small realistic steps along the way that you can reach out and grasp and say, yes, I am on the way, I am succeeding. Because once you get that feeling of succeeding, it'll take you from one step to the next. Jill, what's your goal going to be? 
Well, you know, in the last couple of years, I've had problems with my feet and I've had to have operations on my feet. I live on a hill, quite a steep hill, and, be- and before I had my feet done, I could walk up and down that hill with the dog, get a bit of a pull as well, not too bad at all. But now, I wouldn't even entertain it uh, at the moment. So, to be realistic, I'm only going to go halfway down, take the dog with me, and this nice spread of grass where he can have a little run round and then walk back. So that's what I'm going to do next week. And I'm going to do it three times. Good. And your level of confidence and success on a scale of one to ten? Eight. Eight. That's good. What I'm going to do, I'm trying to lose weight at the moment. My doctor's told me I've got to. And I'm going to not eat any potatoes or pasta or rice. Sugar's out, candorels in. And by healthy eating, cutting down my portions of meat a little bit, I'm going to try to lose another, let's say, two pounds in the week. That's my aim, just two pounds. And my level of confidence, it's high at the moment because I've just lost 10 pounds. I reckon I've got an 8 or 9% chance of getting that. That is what we mean by a goal-setting plan. What is my plan going to do? It's going to lower my weight. It's therefore hopefully going to lower my blood pressure and it's going to make me able to move a little bit more freely. And if it can do all those things, I'll get the benefits of the extra exercise as we go on. So, if you'd like to write down your own goal-setting plan, we're going to ask you to carry out this plan during the next week and come back and tell us, some of you, next week how well you got on with it. We try to encourage people to make changes for the better, to use their lives in a way which is perhaps going to help them look outwards more than inwards because with a chronic pain condition it's so easy to turn in on yourself rather than to look out and move forward. There were 17 participants today, including me. What do you hope they will get out of it? We can't expect that everybody here today will take hold of everything that we've talked about and go and start practicing it immediately. What we do hope is that each person here will take a different aspect of the course to heart, find that it suits them and bring that into their lives and hopefully that will cause them to find a level of improvement in their daily coping with pain. What surprises me is that you're encouraging people or teaching people very, very simple things, breathing, relaxation, taking time for themselves. Why should they have to come to a workshop like this to learn that? Life is very busy these days. When I wrote a letter years ago, It would take a week to get there, a week to get back, and I wouldn't have to answer it for a week after that. Now, with an email, I'm answering it 10 minutes after I wrote the first letter. And all that causes stress to build up. And people tend to forget themselves and forget that they need care as well as looking after people outside. It's also a fact that people need to be aware of these techniques. It's easy to overlook them 
How many people, for example, think of actually planning their day? And a simple plan of a day makes life run so much more smoothly and looks after all the joints. I was talking to one of these people today just about that, about how by planning she could, in fact, improve her way of life. Things like doing part of a job, moving on to another job, building a rest into the day. It sounds simple. It's logical. But how many of us actually do it without a little bit of a hint from outside? We've spent three hours here on day one. You've sent them away for a week now, and we'll meet here again next Monday. How do you think they're going to take what you've said today in the next week? I think the fact that they've taken away a plan to make life better. I think the first thing that we will notice is that they will bring it back and many of them will be eager to tell us how well they performed at their tasks. It may well be that they come back having tried some of the other techniques that we've mentioned as well. But I think they will come back with their work plans and they will many of them have succeeded and be delighted with themselves. Thank you very much indeed. We'll see you next week. Okay, look forward to it. Thank you. Herbie Rowley. So, with week one of Arthritis Care's Challenging Pain Workshop over, let me just give our usual words of caution that whilst we believe the information and opinions on airing pain are accurate and sound, based on the best judgments available, you should always consult your health professional on any matter relating to your health and well-being. He or she is the only person who knows you and your circumstances and therefore the appropriate action to take on your behalf. Now, with that in mind, challenging pain is, of course, about self-management. So, what role does your health professional now have? Rachel Gondway. We don't want doctors to think or consultants to think about self-management as an extra, but we want to see it as an integral part of somebody's care pathway. And we're working with the Avon Orthopaedic Centre close to Bristol, we're working with challenging pain and we're looking at pre and post treatment of people with having had um, total hip replacements. The study will have the control component of people that go through the normal pathway and then our uh, research component which will be involving um, random participants will be taking part in challenging pain before their surgery and then once they've completed their surgery about six to nine weeks post-surgery they're going to be offered a refresher program just a one-day program where those patients will be able to recap on what they learn on a challenging pain course and we're also running this closely with the physiotherapy department so the addition to challenging pain is they will get an exercise, a full exercise um, component to it. We mention exercise, obviously, and the benefits of exercise within challenging pain, but we don't have the physiotherapy element that the physio department can offer us. So that's being included in this trial as well. Um, so that's looking at the role of self-management um, in managing people undergoing total hip replacements. And that's ongoing at the moment, and we're just waiting to see the, the results of that. But it's quite an interesting study, and we really hope that, well, we know that the benefits will be great for those um, participants, and hopefully this will then become part of a routine care for someone awaiting a total hip replacement. Nice to see you again. Hope you've all had a good week. So during this session... Today, we're going to have some feedback from our goal setting of last week. That's what we'll start off with. I'll go first myself. And my aim was to lose two pounds. I can now say a mere two pounds, because I lost four. (laughs) And I haven't even opened a biscuit box (laughs) since last week. So, really, I'm very pleased with myself. 
and the steps that I took things like using a smaller plate cutting right down on the carbohydrates increasing the amount of vegetables and fruit that I ate have all worked brilliantly so I'm real real pleased with myself I really am Joe? Well my goal is to get back as fit as I was pre-foot operations which would have lasted over two years and because I live on a hill and it's quite steep I decided that uh, trying to get fitter going up and down the hill but only halfway to start off with because it's a big hill and I said I'd do it three times and I did do it three times but the third time I really had to make myself do it so this is where goal setting comes in because if I hadn't said I was going to do three I wouldn't have done it the dog is delighted so yeah this is advantage of goals by just set, setting goals this is how you get yourself to to achieve things and achieving things makes you feel good which has a knock-on effect on, on how you respond to your pain and, and, your, and your other symptoms is there anybody else you'd like to tell us what they've done my long-term goal is to increase my fitness levels without booming and busting and the benefits of lower blood pressure depression <laughs> less depression uh, a reduced pain and a feel-good feeling. Now, I actually set myself the tasks this week. I wrote down self-control, don't push yourself, leave the house every day, which I wasn't doing before, and take breaks at work. I've left the house every day for a short walk around the block, but I haven't taken breaks at work. I've, in fact, I've just seen this now, and, and it's reminded me I haven't taken breaks at work. So I failed in that. I really need to push so myself on that. prominent, like on the fridge door or something, to keep reminding you. Yes, and self-control, obviously that's gone out the window as well because I haven't taken breaks at work. Breaks are very important when you're, you're doing things and they can make the difference, as you say, between success and failure. We're going to talk about better communication skills because those are very important especially when um, you've got a chronic condition and you need to convey to people how you feel and what you need. Now, it's very important that we communicate our needs to our family, to our friends, and it's very important that they do know how to support us. We may need to tell them how they can help us with our pain management because friends are for that, aren't they? family is for that, it's for support, it's for help. And if they can help you, a real friend or a member of the family certainly will. Now during the next activity, we're going to explore how learning to communicate can help with coping with pain. Communication is so difficult and I must say that it's not easy to you know, communicate to the other person. Sometimes what you've got in your... You know what you're trying to say, but it can be sometimes hard to do that. This is Toyin Onasanya. She's Arthritis Care's South England Training Administrator. You know, you're now going into your GP and you're thinking, oh, I've got these symptoms, and, and your G GP thinking, oh, they're just symptoms of headache as well. Nothing more. So you need to understand your condition. You know, you need to... I've been on a self-management workshop as this... You know, where would break it down for you, try and explain certain things. So that when you go in there, you're more assertive and can say, see, I've been on a Friday's Care Challenging Pain Management Workshop. I have learned about my pain and I see this is the way my pain goes up. This is what makes my pain better. 
This is what makes my pain worse. I have also done stress, and I found that my stress scores very high. A lady that says, before attending the workshop, she's never, you know, assertive as well. She just goes to her GP, and then she finds out at the end of the day that she comes out not getting anything. So she goes in and um, whatever GP says, she just comes out like, okay, that's it. And so she's um, resorted to the fact that there is just nothing she can do. There's no way she's got maybe arthritis as a way. You know, people want to find out if they've got that condition, but they need to be able to say more before they can be sent to me, you know. And so she said, oh, I thank you so much for the training workshop because um I was able to go into my GP and be assertive and, you know, I got results. Now, as we've heard, the challenging pain workshops run over two half-day sessions. So can something as short and sharp as that really have any long-term benefit? Well, in its pre-release days, Arthritis Care carried out a study with the Eric Angel Pain Clinic at Derryford Hospital in Devon. Rachel Gondway again. We ran about 18 different workshops and then we did pre and post course questionnaires and we did focus group discussions as well to find out what, how effective the course was and was it, did it meet what people were looking for. I mean, the study was amazing and it really proved that um, the two-week programme was just as effective as a six-week programme. We got you know, less dropout rate. It reduced people's pain and it had a long-lasting effect because we did the study six and 12 months later as well. We did follow up six months, 12 months later. And uh, it was still as effective 12 months on at reducing pain, increasing people's self-confidence or self-efficacy to manage their condition themselves. It did show that there was reduced GP visits and it also decreased people's health distress, their anxiety around their health. As a tutor, I've actually had people weep with relief because they're just so happy to be with someone who understands what they're talking about. But what do you get out of teaching the course? Seeing its effect, which varies from person to person, but sometimes you can see quite dramatic changes in people, and that's lovely. The man who cried because he was so relieved to meet other people in the same situation and who said he thought that everyone else with a condition was coping brilliantly... And it was just him who wasn't. And that that was because there was something wrong with him. It was some character flaw in him. And he actually just really cried because he was so relieved to thought, well, you know what, everybody else is not coping that brilliantly. One lady was sort of bent over and couldn't straighten up. Then she came in and she was said, look at me, I'm straight for the first time in... years." Or sometimes it's just confidence, people having the confidence to be a bit more active or to do a bit more and you know we ask people to rate their pain so that's lovely if you can see it's gone down even if it's gone down slightly every little as they say helps. Kirstine McDowell now there's so much more to the challenging pain workshop than I've been able to cover in just half an hour so you'll have to go on one yourself to find out what it can do for you. All the information's at Arthritis Care's website which is arthritiscare.org.uk so that's all from this edition of Airing Pain. Don't forget that you can put a question to our panel of experts or just make a comment about these programmes via our blog, message board, email, Facebook, Twitter and, of course, pen and paper. All the contact details are at the Pain Concern website, which is painconcern.org.uk. And from there you can download all editions of Airing Pain. 
I leave the last words to Catherine Williams. She was one of my fellow participants on the Challenging Pain workshop. I'm finding the course very helpful because suffering in a lot of pain, you feel you're the only one. Meeting lots of people here at the course has made me realise I'm not so isolated as I am. And they're touching on feelings and emotions that you're having, which you you are very proud and you don't discuss these emotions that you're having and they are they they have such a huge impact on your life you know all these negative bad feelings that you're having that leads to depression and not being able to cope that you don't really admit to somebody that you know so well and it's i found it really helpful saying it myself to other people and listening to other people so I found the course very, very useful How did you find out about the course? I'm caring for my daughter that has disabilities and obviously if my health goes down where's she going to go? It's going to cost the government loads of money to keep my daughter somewhere and I think it was the Caring Times they send you and there was an advertisement in there for a course called All About Me which helps you with um, depression and anxiety and stress and all things like that. So when I signed up because I thought this could be for me they recommended this course in Cardiff for me with pain management. Have you heard about pain management programmes before? No, never. Never heard of them. Why not? Because when you're in pain, you keep it to yourself. You don't share it with anybody. That's just a pride thing, really, I think, you know. And you just feel that's your life, that's what you're dealt with. Keep it to yourself, and you have to cope with it. But it reaches a certain stage in your life where you think, I can't do this anymore. Would you actively look for more pain management programs now? Definitely, yes.